Um, hi, I am Abby. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, I forgot my my mantra. Give me a sec. It's here. This is why I have it written down. Um, I'm a compulsive eater. I'm abstinent since the 5th of April 2021, which is 101 days. Um, I weigh and measure my food off the gray sheet, call it into my sponsor. I don't eat anything in between meals, no matter what. Um, and God and abstinence are the most important things in my life. Um, and when I say they are the most important things in my life, that's mainly um, because I know that deep down when I really, really think about it, I, I, I don't feel like it sometimes, but I know that it is the abstinence is the most important thing in my life. And so I have to make sure that it is no matter what, like it always comes first. So, um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for your service. Um, and for being here. Um, and apologies to anyone who heard me recently. Um, I'm sorry if I'm gonna bore you, but <laughs> I only have one story. Um, so let's get on with it. Um, basically, so where do I start? I start when, when I was born. Um, let me just, yeah. When I was born, um, I'm pretty much born a compulsive eater. I was born overeating. I never knew how to say no to food. I always wanted more. Um, my mother always joked that um, me and my brother always just ate until we were feeling sick, even like from the bottle. Um, and my sister always just turned her head. She just knew. Um, I guess it's what they call intuitive eating. Um, but I had... I don't really understand what intuitive eating is at all. Cause like how, like what? <laughs> I don't get that. Um, it's not in my makeup. It's not in my DNA. My DNA is to stuff as much food in my face as physically possible. I'm actually quite surprised. I haven't won like a uh, Guinness um, world like record <laughs> for the amount I'm able to eat in a certain amount of time but I guess you like we're all here for the same reasons so um yeah where do I start so yeah so ever since I was a baby um I can remember being completely obsessed with food um I don't remember obviously being a baby but I think as early as four I can remember being completely obsessed with food completely shamed about the amount I eat and how I want to eat and when I want to eat and what I want to eat. Um, completely um, shamed about the amount of weight I was putting on quite rapidly. I remember when I was in year three, so I was seven or eight, we had a science lesson um, and we had to all stand in a row and weigh ourselves. And I just remember that feeling of like deep remorse and like just complete humiliation it was just a science lesson it was just about body mass um and it was just supposed to be interesting but for me it was like I felt like I just wanted the ground to swallow me up because I was the heaviest one in the class um and I was always told that I I was always I don't know whether I was always told this or whether it's in my head and the more I'm in program the more I realize that actually a lot of the stuff like was just my perception um but I felt growing up that I was unlovable and the only way I could be loved is by like controlling my food and being thin. And um, because this is being recorded, I'm not gonna actually say some of the things <laughs> that were said to me. Um, 
in terms of like that, that topic. But I, I basically, yeah, I felt, I felt that that I was basically unlovable. Um, and so throughout all my teenage years, I tried desperately to every day I just woke up being like, today's the day, today's the day. It's like, it was like Groundhog Day every day. Um, and by 10 o'clock, I would be like, by 10 o'clock in the morning, shall I say, I'd be like, it's like in the big book, it's like, I don't know where my high resolve, I don't remember the exact words, but like, I don't know where my, I don't know, like I had, I had woken up being like, this is, I'm convinced today is the day. And then by 10 o'clock, I'm like stuffing my face with things we don't eat. And um, just completely not even realizing why or knowing why and just knowing that I'm completely out of control and completely don't have control over this, but being frustrated that like, like I didn't know why and I didn't know what I could do. And I just, I did notice as a teenager, like- 10 minutes left, Abby. Pardon? 10 minutes left. Yeah. Um, thanks. I did notice as a teenager, like things that I would do, like when I'm sitting at the table, like I wouldn't be able to keep my hands just like when there, when there's like the chatting phase in between courses, I'm like, I'd have to have something like either a drink or like picking at things or like doing something. And my family is very, was, is very dysfunctional when it comes to food, like if you didn't eat quickly, you didn't eat because my dad would go around the table picking at people's plates. So even now, like with my gray sheet food, I'm like so shocked at how quickly I eat. I like stuff it in and I have to slow myself down because I'm like, I'm just so attuned to like, just eat it before he gets to me. <laughs> um, and just life was just so exhausting. And the just desperate to be that thin popular beautiful girl and with my head my face like literally knee deep in food we don't eat all the while dreaming about how thin and popular I was going to be um and I was told that I was never going to get married no one was ever going to love me like whatever I'm married nine years to the love of my life and I've got two wonderful children and like obviously none of that was true but it all just added to the like the absolute agony that I was feeling for years and years and years okay fast forward to I was married for like a year and I was just miserable and I was causing my husband so much pain just being an absolute like drama queen um I'm I think the biggest miracle about the fact that I married is that he stayed with me um because I was just extra um <laughs> I don't think there's another word for it and he um he's in another fellowship and I was seeing a therapist for about um fertility because I've got a long history and story for another time um and I was seeing this therapist and we were talking a lot about my life and whatever and it came up about the food and then slowly slowly we just kept talking about the food and the food and the food. And she's like, okay, you need to do something about this. So I went to OA and I joined OA and I was in OA amongst other food fellowships for years. So we're talking like seven years, uh, six. So I came in to OA when I was three months 
uh, when I was six weeks pregnant with my son and he is now six and a half. So I don't know if you can do maths. Um, <laughs> and I came in and I was not willing to be honest with myself or with anyone else. And the amount of agony that I caused myself and everyone else around me, um, the pain that I just, I just I caused havoc. Um, just lying through my teeth about what I was eating, what I wasn't eating, what I was doing, what step work I was doing, what step work I wasn't doing, who I was speaking to, which outreach calls I was making. Like, I was just a complete, like, I was just lying. And I didn't even know half the time that I was lying um, until um, basically it's a long away other food fellowship story. And I was just miserable. Um, And right at the end of that, I like my last sort of interaction with someone from one of the food fellowships was her telling me like you can't do this if you're not going to be honest with yourself and with friends like honesty is the first thing she kept talking about step zero like you can't do step one until it's like very nice doing step one I'm like I can admit I'm powerless till I'm blue in the face but if I don't put down the food nothing is going to change so step zero for me was like just putting down that food and I just wasn't willing and I just wasn't willing and then eventually um what happened was is I like fast forward quite a few months and I was just feeling miserable and I wasn't suicidal I have been in the past suicidal but I wasn't suicidal I was just feeling like I was in the midst of like lockdown and like kids at home and then kids going back at school and everything unsettled and I just kind of put it like I blamed it on that and I was like "Mm, whatever but I was kind of just feeling really hopeless and like what is the point of life and like just really and I was like you know what I do have a higher power I'm gonna pray to him I'm gonna ask my higher power to just send me something I don't know what I'm asking for but I just need something because I really feel like just hopeless right now um and five minutes left thank you um so I so I did that and then I don't even know exactly how long it was but really within not very a long amount of time within a few days um I got a phone call from a very good friend who I know from another food fellowship who had joined Gracie and she was just calling to see how I was um she wasn't calling to you know like convert me um (laughs) uh and she sort of just sounded like really like light and really like almost high (laughs) I was like what are you on like I don't know anyway I was just like she she wanted to like kind of tell me about Gracie and like she wasn't really calling to say like whatever but once I said that I was struggling then she started talking about Gracie and um I my first reaction was like "Mm -hmm." like I don't I don't want this. And then I realized like I had just prayed to God, like this is God sending me a lifeboat. Um, So I listened and I spoke to her and she came around to my house and we chatted and, um, and then she put me in touch with some people. And like one person was like, just pray for the willingness, for the willingness, for the willingness. And I didn't even want to do that. So I prayed for the willingness to pray for the willingness, for the willingness, for the willingness. And eventually somehow I like, I didn't even have this feeling of like, It was just like almost a spiritual awakening in terms of just like, this is it. This is my chance. This is like, it's not, it's not going to happen unless I just actually just say like, no matter what, like I'm just doing this. So I did. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like, honestly, even like giving birth to two children was less scary than like, 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 I don't, 
like the feeling three meals a day with nothing in between way to measure for the rest of my life okay one day at a time but let's be honest like let's hope it's for the rest of my life like what like I want to be sick just thinking about it like felt like jumping off a plane without being attached to a parachute and thinking like how the hell am I going to do this and now 101 days later it is the best thing that has ever happened to me um I literally can't imagine I've had so many no matter what moments um I feel like the scariest thing right now is to pick back up the food pick the food back up again like honestly I I just I need to remind myself how scary that is sometimes so that I can put in the work to make sure that that hopefully doesn't happen um but my no matter what right now is um just I mean it's not really it's a no matter what but it's just in in terms of contrast between now and 2014 or whenever it was um I have had five rounds of IVF and my first, which is fertility treatment for those who might not know, um, my first round, they told me eat a high protein diet, which to me meant eat as much protein as you can possibly fit in your mouth at any given time of the day. And so I would take like a packet of something that we don't eat, like carbohydrates and be like, okay, this has 0.0005 grams of protein in it so let me eat 10 packets and then I'll get a bit of protein um I was very fixated on the protein it was crazy I'm crazy fast forward to this month I'm on my fifth cycle um of IVF I have a pregnancy test tomorrow I am so nervous but I am abstinent I have never ever felt like this in all of the cycles I would stuff my face to get through it I would all of the shops in the area it's harley street and i know all of the shops down marylebone high street where i could get binge food because it was my life for months out of my life um years out of my life i have known where to go to get binge food and now i'm there and i go and i i go for my blood test i go for my scans i walk around do a bit of shopping not in the binge food shops but just you know like crafty things and things you know (laughs) um just nice things as a waitress there I get nice fruit and veg and whatever it's just amazing and I weigh my meals and I I take them with when I need to be there for lunch and I literally can't it's like I know there's so much more to come and especially when I do the steps actually sober or abstinent um when I'm actually like free from that disgustingness um I I know there's so much more to come, but right now I'm just so unbelievably grateful for this abstinence because it is like the biggest gift and it's the foundation for me. And now I know I've got my step zero. I can do a solid step one with a solid solid step zero. Um, And I'm just, I'm grateful isn't even like a strong enough word. So one day when I find a word that's stronger than grateful, I I might use it. But for now, it's going to have to do. So thanks.